Good evening and welcome to Y-Zone. My name is Joe, MJ and Jojo are here in the studio with me. And uh, today, uh, you might be wondering, I I've heard this voice before. You know, what are they doing on this program? No, today we are talking about something very exciting that we were specifically called for to do this job. <laughs> today we are talking about sex for grades mm. and uh, we have a lecturer. His name is Dr. Clement Nunzi. He is a psychosocial occupational therapist and lecturer at UZ. He's also a chairperson for the medical rehabilitation practitioners council of zimbabwe because we're going to be talking about this and later on in the show we have a special guest uh we're going to hear from her pertaining this topic that we're talking about so let's get on it man mj yes this thing of sexual grades is it really happening it is bro i tell you this like it's actually trending top trending it's always on the headline mm. on every tertiary institution around around zim yeah mm. I think not only tertiary institutions, but remember, um, um, papers don't even give you the pictures, okay. the details, where to find certain videos of these <laughs> things. They are really happy. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this to you, Doc. I mean, you probably might have seen it firsthand. Is, is it really happening? Yeah, no, it, it is. It is happening. The weighting of it might be to do with how much we want to sell and what do we want to sell. Mm. But it happens and it happens on a continuum. Oh, yeah. I would say what we actually see at the fall might be so minimized and screened out for social uh, coercive purposes yeah. but what we actually have behind the scenes of cases which go unreported and unresolved might mm. be actually huge. But let's get into this, MJ. Um, what causes, you know, for someone to actually get into the situation whereby they're asking for sex for grade, or they've been asked for sex for grade? Well, you know, Joe. Like one thing that I actually have to say, I thought this to our parents. You mm -hmm. know, you know, as you tell what was in this job. Okay. But no, but but no, kids go bye bye. As you tell, I don't know. Like sex talk in families doesn't happen. You understand? Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like the moral upbringing in it is actually absent, and it's okay. missing. And this is why you find yourself like in it as well, yeah. I also think there is the issue of just laziness, pure laziness from female students. Okay. I believe um, Dr. Nunji is going to agree to this. Pure laziness of students and, and wanting them to, to say, ah, I'm just going to go to lecture and begin. Wear short skirts and a short blouse. Then, you know, but, 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 but you guys have stressed it on, on, on the blame of the student, right? It's laziness, uh, going to a lecturer's room wearing something promiscuous. Doc, there yeah. are certain situations whereby a lecturer asks for to a student for four for six. How true yeah. is that? Yeah, it is true because there is actually empirical evidence, oh, research yeah. evidence that oh, yeah. has been done, even yes. documentaries that have shown lecturers on the forefront yes. soliciting for sex in exchange for grades. Mm. But I wouldn't want to pin it down to that only because there are many causes for the situation of sex for grades. Mm -hmm. Some of it is to do on the part of the female student. Okay. When they don't just accept that they can fail. It's it might be just that. You have failed. That's it. Don't think that somebody is failing you just because they want to ask for a favor. Mm. The other aspect of it is there are students who are actually lazy. Okay. From the way to go, they know how they are going to handle this. And they have played out, they have planned out their schema. Jojo, um, do we have cases whereby guys actually report for sex for grades? You know, I believe they are there, but we do not have men that like to speak out. To okay. be quite honest, okay. this is quite true that men do not speak out naturally. So, in it, but I believe out of the 10, we do have a 2% 
where males are also going through, you know, sex for grades, where they're going to our, you know, our doctors, our mamas in the in the university to say, you know what, mom, I can't fail, so please allow me <laughs> be, to be ordained. We have those cases. Oh, you know what? For me, I actually give it 11 out of 10. Whatever. Why am I saying this? You know, we know, we know how to keep our secrets. You understand? And what happens in stay? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's what we do as guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so this is the case of guys actually wanting it to happen, right? For girls, some sometimes it, it might happen, and she might seek uh, sex for grades. And what if in a case where she, the lecturer says no, what then happens, Jojo? I think it's supposed to be doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't in, in the case, in the case, a lecturer says no. Yeah. Uh, what didn't happen? What what, what no, usually what, happens? What what normally happens in such a situation where a student approaches you and you turn them down? Mm-hmm. They might create enmity, like they are now so anti you in their conduct, mm-hmm. or they might use that as an opportunity to fabricate something against you. Mm. Yeah, because traditionally and culturally, we are not socialized to believe that a guy can turn down a, a lady who is advancing. Mm. So when they have that, it's a very big blow. Mm. The extreme of it, they might have a mental breakdown. Mm. Like to process rejection of that nature, when you think you were offering something that is undeniable, then, then you might actually go into depressive mode, stressed about it. And some might even commit suicide. Then we never hear about the full story but you know what from what doc has just said i feel like you know what, as men we take all and leave absolutely <laughs> nothing and so i feel like joe like uh, those, those are rare issues that actually happen like when when a male lecturer turns down a student a female student yeah yeah i think that's so true because only we've only heard but to be quite honest we might be saying good team uh, we, we only hear cases of, of, of rejection from the lady, but also there might be rejection issues of, of the lecturer or the himself to you know what, get out of my office, you failed, you failed. There are some cases that we don't talk about and that are leading, you know, to, to such cases such as depression and suicide. I mean, I mean these type of students are a part of what we call types of sex, sex for grades. You know, there are certain types where there is sexual threats whereby someone threatens you for your position to be diminished or whatever for, for, for them to actually get what they want, the sexual battery. I mean, these things, they are happening within our watch and there are a lot of certain uh, issues. But Doc, just, just to bring to, to this to you, I mean, is it a problem here in Zim compared to other countries, especially we've seen in Nigeria, uh, it is a, a big situation. How big of a problem here is it in Zim? In Nigeria, it became big because of that documentary. Yes. <laughs> and I think if you are going to have a documentary in Zim, we will also be going that be direction. Going to, yeah. But Zim, traditionally, we are a very secretive and overprotective society. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't deny the fact that these things might be happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but they just go unreported. Okay. I wouldn't also want to say it's not big because we might be hating somebody who has been a victim of these things. True. So to minimize on somebody's life which has been destroyed by the ex of another mm-hmm. is not something that is professional to do. Yeah. What I would also emphasize is our channels of reporting and the way you have handled the matter has not been so much encouraging oh, yeah. for the victim to speak out. Speaking of our ways when it comes to responding to these matters, right about now, let's get to hear from students just to hear how the situation is like. And um, yeah, let's get to hear from them. Let's go.
Okay, this is an interesting one. I've never found myself in a situation where I have to like trade sex for grades, but I do know because I've been, or maybe sometimes it's the way we come off. It sounds as if like you're flirting with um the lecturer, but in reality, you're really not. You're just a nice person and as if you're flirting and then your the way you talk or the way you be rolling your eyes or whatever it gives all my vibes and i'm pretty sure it happens a lot hi yes i have been involved in a situation where i had to get six for grades it was during my work related learning that is attachment also my my academic supervisor wanted me to have sex with him so that I can feel I can get better results. So he asked me, Kuti, we are Wintowani and all stuff like that. I won't mention the name of the uni. But then he wanted me to travel from Arare to where he is so that we can link up and he could give me a better result. Since I knew Kuti, I had to get better results so that can do better yeah i had to do it it's actually difficult out there for girls especially for my universities we do girl go through a lot and go to rambe who needs a second lower degree so that's how it happened my view is uh, sexual abuse in colleges and universities is exacerbating, I think, due to lack of supervision from high offices to their lecturers. It might be difficult here from students, like one by one. So I do have a question. Why did the institution remove the appraisal book for lecturers where students shared their certain experiences with lecturers, you know, in confidence. If they bring that back, I think that's the first step towards eradication of this heinous offence towards students. And also, I don't think that schools are also taking these matters seriously. There should be someone whose job is to keep the students safe. On my three years at the, at the college, I don't think there was a single day where we were told where to report sexual harassment. The offices and people may be there, but they are not really active. I don't think that they are really active. So this needs to be addressed as soon as possible. I think if we look at these, I think these are the first steps towards stopping sexual harassment. And what makes it hard for students to say no? Munungu is like our society when such things happen. Panutanga Kunse Muskan and She led the teacher on. Um, a potatisko Kunskainu from Kano Vikakach Kakam Batere, Karitaitere, and a Karkubuditama Kumbuere. So Honestly, when you put all those things in con- into consideration, kuti those report. And in some cases, the teacher anenge ato threaten a man, kuti uka 
ukazotaura ukaseta zvandrukuda ndrukukufeilisa saka anenga threaten wanenga kuchika kuti something is going to happen oh vanokuta kuti ndichaku framera ndoto circulate zanyaya isiriyo so it becomes hard kutimwana asenda kuno reporta massage cases honestly i think what could be done to solve such abuses is empowering the girl child because we intend to look down upon girls and because we are vulnerable we tend to believe that so if the girl child is empowered then we can do anything our mind we set our minds to and because of that such abuses can be stopped uh, it's hard for students to say no because we we also want to get better results and you know good this person is the only person yes in sekiyango class da notori repeater sikanda tongwe it about about what you are saying and even even ka dawno mu reporter you know aninga ne ma links anwe vachizvana aninga ne power and all stuff anko nongo clear starake zvakanaka it's an interesting topic though um me being put in that situation maybe if i find the you know the lecturer hot i mean you do get some hot lecturers out there if i find the lecturer like the professor really hot then i'll probably be like okay you can get it <laughs> <laughs> and in 10 i get all right welcome back uh, we've heard that mj what do you think oh you know what, joe like what we have heard the stigma to actually come out and say that guys i've been involved you see all my distinctions ah pane behind the scenes really boy like takashana you know anzo takashana but all the same joe i feel like the stigma behind it like yeah is the one i think also it has to do with um you know going back to your parents to say you can't do that so people end up you know just doing whatever they have to do mm. to get the <laughs> speaking of parents we have one parent here hey noma how you doing i'm good man so as, as a parent yeah how would you feel towards this issue when your kid comes to you and say hey mom my lecturer just asked me for sex for grades okay uh, so it's two way um because i've been a varsity student i know it's it's a two way song actually it's not always about the student so first of all there are lecturers who know that a person is struggling with their course and wants to pass it by all means then they'll offer that in order and every child thinks it's the end of the world when they flunk their their course so they're like mm-hmm. i need to get out of this and then there's a student who says i may not be able to pass this so let me offer him what i can so i can pass this and this two way street for me because i've been a student and then now my child coming to me telling me that is is always about way, who are you in this situation are you the victim or are you the perpetrator oh. are you the child who wants the grades from the lecturer or is the lecturer asking for advances in order to help you with your grades because mm. there are two solutions to it if you are the one who's 
flagging the course is this your course is this the right course should you withdraw the course should we find your help to to pass the course or maybe there are certain situations like being lazy yeah i will, I will ask are you being lazy <laughs> are you are you flagging because you're not reading mm-hmm. uh let's fix that part but if it's a lecturer it's always very difficult because I can I can advise, but there's always that scenario. I mean, we saw it happening. Some were valid to say I've been flunked by a lecturer because I turned down the advances. Some, it's always because when you're when you're smart, we assume that all academics are smart. You assume I, but I needed a 91, and he gave me a 30 because he doesn't like the way I look or doesn't like me. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's kind of two-way street for me. All right, no, I wanted to ask as a parent. Yeah. If um, as a parent in a household with your child. What, and, and you know, to other parents who are listening, what did you say about the issue about you know just sitting down with your child and talking about sex? I I find it um, very important, and I also think that we should cut down the all this protocol and thick space that was there in between a parent and a child in terms of communication, because even if you don't, they're earning it, they're learning it so early at school mm-hmm. that I was I was literally asked about circumcision by my twelve year old. Mm. And that for me was very worrying because I haven't had the conversation, but mm. someone at school has disseminated oh, that information. Yeah. So when are we going to wake up as parents to say, let's address it because it would rather come from us than a person who only sees them a couple of hours a day. Okay. Yeah, Norma, Norma, you're actually coming here like as a single parent, but maybe just to re- representing other parents out there. Yeah. Um, do you think that um, justice is being done to actually talk to their children? about sex and if not like what has to be done for 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 that to be improved okay sexual education or sex education in schools needs to be enhanced but in a proper way so i do believe that there's steps that need to be taken the reason why we end up having problems is because we wait till it's too late and there's too much information that we're shoving down our children's throats and then they don't understand just don't send a child to war before you teach them how to hold a gun (laughs) but i'm gonna i'm gonna come to you doc i mean is it an academic crime or it's just a social crime whereby two people are found at a tertiary institution and they're actually found to be sexually active with each, with each other. And these two people you mean, there's a lecturer and a student and students, involved. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the simple answer, it is, it is an academic offense okay. to have a sexual relationship with a student. Mm. The reason being that there are power dynamics involved there. Yeah. We don't see the student weighing in their informed consent outside mm. of the power that the lecturer holds. Mm. So their position is already influenced. But speaking of power dynamics, Doc, there's always that obvious one, which is the lecturer holds more power than the student. What if in a case where the lecturer is a male, the, the student in this case is a female, and she went to the lecturer's office wearing something very, you know, promiscuous, <laughs> and the lecturer says no to this, or vamutsura, Mm-hmm. What would the female student take of this? And if she actually had made ad- an advancement to the lecture and he said no, what would she say? Yeah, I, I understand that the student might feel offended to be turned down or to be rebuked by mm. a male lecturer. But the power still resides in the lecturer. Oh. The lecturer still holds the power of professional conduct and ethical conduct and mm. moral values of an academic okay. for them to continue to direct this is somebody who is under their due care mm. yeah you, you you can't victimize a victim <laughs> you, you you are blaming them twice so you ought to be responsible in our conduct either way mm. 
But Joe, just to come in, you know, I like, go wing a dog. Let me tell you something. You know what happens, Joe? You know what I My baby at times, I think I should she does you need because you know you find good zone. Some students out there, but not to sex it up my data and and I think I should do Go, they, they know they are, they have an objective when they dress and mm. and as men i feel like you know i talk on us of a battle but i feel like <laughs> men are weak as no one of the all you know they they give you know and i feel, I feel like no that's allow, what me, allow me to come in and okay. just say you know what as a female or as a female student i'm allowed to dress however i want to dress it is the responsibility of the lecturer to bamba himself and mm-hmm. say no this is a student because remember when they are there they also have the figures remember that um, so me as a female student, yeah, hello allow me to dress however i want to dress but you know what georgia let me let me let me let me take you to this i feel like i'm not okay candidate i'm not to an objective and because you cannot normalize what is only goof out is just formal and it, it it's not it's straight up casual and it's in every dressing now now we're talking about certain things that we don't talk about like intentions no one knows intention <laughs> up until you actually you know say them joe there's there's non-verbal communication which happens when it comes to dressing <laughs> i feel like when you find jojo out of here and go out i'm gonna lecture i'm not dr nunes his office i said there's non-verbal communication <laughs> going on no well, well the dynamics don't change there's only one victim here even if someone thinks they're clever so i agree with dr nunes on this one the one with the power will always have the power so it's it's two ways. The victim still becomes a victim, even if you're the student who has been asked. Because if you say no, you still be a victim in whatever way the lecturer will decide to then treat you after that. Or if you go and ask for advances and then he says no and reports you, you are still the victim. So either way, at the end of the day, victim as in you are the one that's going to have whatever happens back consequence because for you to convince a whole board and a whole dean of, of a department that the lecturer is the one they should lose over you, it's highly unlikely. So you <laughs> should know that you're on the losing side, whether you're taking, you're, you're making advances true. at the lecturer that or he's true. making advances at you. So I say be smart. Uh, if, uh, if I see I'm flanking, pay someone smarter than you or something. What, what, do, you, what do you think of this, Doc? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree fully. If students could have that mindset, it would also help them in their conduct. True. And on the part of the lecturer, I would also still keep in mind what she has said. The power is indemissible. You always hold the power mm-hmm. as a lecturer. And it's up to you how you respond to the actions of the student. Because I am also operating on a code of conduct permissible of a lecturer. Even if she acts out in a way that she comes to my office naked, mm-hmm. I still remain to be judged by the code of conduct that I have signed for. And one of that, like MJ is burning to say men are, <laughs> men are weak. Men, men, men are weak. I, I would concur on that in the social realm of, of dealing thing, with yeah. things. But where there is a code of conduct, mm-hmm. your weakness is not going to be an excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to stand in the court of law and say she enticed me. Yes. It's not and going to work. That yeah. is not an that is not that going is not, to hold. But I'll still stand to my story, guys. It's easier said than done, like what we're doing right now. We are just <laughs> taking facts up and up, but tell with the practical, I feel like, ah, guys, it's not something. But, but, but let, let, let's talk about the consequences of sex for grades. I mean, mm. for lecturers, doc, yes. uh, probably prosecution definitely yeah. for for for, mm-hmm. for the offender. Mm-hmm. But um, in the case where a female student is caught on the wrong side, mm-hmm. what happens now? 
Yeah, on the female student who is caught on the wrong side, they mm. also have their code of conduct, permissible of a student. Mm. And they are already laid out consequences to it. Expulsion mm. might be the extreme of it. Mm. You can be expelled from, from your studies. In, in my faculty, they are also students who can be asked to repeat on professional and ethical uh, grounds okay. so you you might be even a very brilliant student but if you are failing it on the behavior a permissible of an occupational therapist a doctor a pharmacist you might actually fail on those grounds and then the other side of it is don't let's not also forget the fact that there's these students when they are found wanting mm -hmm. they might want to fabricate stories out of it so it's a whole messy altogether that might need a more, more work on it. I want to bring this to you, Norma. Yes. Um, what do you think makes it hard for probably girls who have been in this situation to say no? To the power dynamics, obviously. Mm -hmm. Because if you're smart enough to know that um, the lecturer that is standing in front of you is friends with the people that are going to have to prosecute the case. He sits with them on the same, probably either faculty or board or the same staff room. If they have a staff room, they share tea every day. Mm. They don't want to lose their colleague. Mm. You become the enemy of the state in this case. Mm -hmm. Because it's one student out of, out of <laughs> I mean, the reason why people say yes is because they are scared of thinking that, okay, I'm going to flood this course. Now he's going to have a real agenda. Mm. Because if he has evidence, then the lecturer is thinking, I should cut my losses now. If I flunk her, then she probably has to <laughs> wait another year until she takes my course. But I have something for you, Doc and Norma. Like, so, so what are we saying? Do we have like relationships whereby people want to see want to see Georgia, right? You have got to say about your husband and wife, you know? Like, do do we have cases like that? Of course, <laughs> because of the age. Varsity back then was was teenagers and twenty year olds, and now thirty year olds are in varsity doing undergrads. Mm -hmm. I mean. Obviously, that is the break of a code of conduct. But in that case, if it's too mature people, I think it would be a different situation. Exactly. But why I'm why I'm saying this, you know, that why mm. is because you find out good when it's when it's honeymoon time, you know, everything is smooth. Yeah. But when it's hit, it hits a pivot <laughs> and it <laughs> comes back to the lecturer and it happens when the lecturer nobody but honestly, no, my, as, as, as a lady, I, I yeah. feel like they have everything in their hands yeah if everything turns sour she can just go and say this happened of course but the same pattern you guys think it's just your level only how many high school teachers did you know impregnated high school students you see and the story has been the same yeah. it's the teacher who said you took advantage of the child mm. because we're saying the older you are the better you are in yes. a position to say this is wrong or you're my student let's not do it now let's wait until you graduate thank you so much this is this goes back to the issue of dressing mm. as a lecturer mm. by yourself and just know that you are the older one here thank you so much you know what I, I feel like you know maybe let's guys uh, maybe when we're done here let's 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 take it like a practical <laughs> I just getting up on me but also stay in joy yeah but uh you know what they in 2015 the female student network reviewed a study that revealed that 97 of female students who have been uh, studying in Zimbabwe have been sexually harassed of some sort and this made the Zimbabwean government to actually take steps towards uh, resolving this issue whereby they were now consulting people when it comes to having changing these policies. Doc, what, yes. do you, what, what has been done so far so that we, we, we were covering this, this crisis? So this crisis normally emanates from a person where the student is found wanting 
Okay. They have failed grades or they are performing poorly. Mm -hmm. So students, female students, have always been encouraged to work very hard mm -hmm. so that they become self-directed and mm -hmm. they have everything within their control. Mm -hmm. Number two, they are also coming in to enforce a lot of objective assessment methods. Mm -hmm. So when the assessments are so objective, it's very difficult for me to find loopholes where I then mark down on one whom mm -hmm. I want to victimize. Yeah. Then they are also instituting police level, uh, institution level policies. A female student cannot be found in the male uh, office, male lecturer's office alone. Mm -hmm. You need to have the kanban of your colleague. If you are in the kanban of a male lecturer in the office, leave the door open. If you want to report something, you might go for a preferred a female lecturer and things like that, mm -hmm. depending on the sensitivity of the matter. Then also trying to enforce a number of assessors okay. in the evaluation of the students so that they don't solely depend on one lecturer. Mm. If you entrust the whole life of a student in one lecturer, if they decide to mess up, then everything is messed up. Question for Doc. <laughs> yes. I mean, we talk about moral standards on that, code of conduct. Mm -hmm. Would you report advances, even from a brilliant student or even one that's struggling, knowing that it could destroy their career. Yeah, so what they have done in institutions is to try and train the lecturer to be a lecturer and a counsellor also, so that even the student whom you have found on the wrong, you kind of support them also in the way out of the mess that has been created. Mm. When you also know that by not reporting, you are putting yourself in a tight fix, oh, yeah. because this student might actually be the first to go and report, <laughs> and report that this lecturer was doing this. So oh, yeah. to protect myself, I would actually clear off and go and report it for that. But action. I feel like, you know, let's just not fight state of nature. You know, <laughs> men are naturally weak and we don't have to fight it. So no. let's switch <laughs> it up a bit, yeah? No, MJ, MJ, <laughs> we cannot make that excuse. It's like we're saying, because men produce so many uh, sex cells, then they must have 25 children. No. <laughs> we, we are governed by moral standards. And you, know what, you know what? You know, we can go the whole day talking about it, but we should definitely do this some other time, man. You've been listening to The Wise Zone, and we were talking about sex for grades with Dr. Clement Nuji here. And also, Norma was in the building just, you know, helping us talk this issue out. But let's do this another time. My name is Joe, but you can call me Joe. Joseph, me, MJ, and Jojo. We out. Z. The, 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 the Y Zone, where we talk about life and rights.